He was like from like Gumri, like a village from there. He fought in like a 90s war. He loved it so much that he bought a house there right after. So he lived there for like 25 years. He's like, I'd rather take my grandson to battle with me than give up an inch of my land, which was like very hard here. Hi, I'm Mike Gabriel. This is Miked Up Pod, a podcast where we talk a wide range of topics from business, health, lifestyle, but most importantly, the topics of life, growing, learning, self-awareness, and leading. This is where we get the best of the best who tell their experiences. Episode 37, I bring in another friend, Arakel Poladian, a friend who lives in Los Angeles, California, but loves the vacation in his homeland, Yerevan, Armenia. He planned his one-way ticket to go and get away from COVID and the madness that's going on in the States. The day before he landed, a war broke out between Azerbaijan and Armenia, fighting for not only territory, but trying to take out more Armenians. Check the history on that and all the history books about the Armenian genocide done by the Turks in 1915, wiping out 1.5 million Armenians. It was an emotional conversation, but uh, most of the conversation was a positive one. He was featured in stories done by NBC Los Angeles, a business insider, and here he is with me. Let's go. Not much. It's uh, 8 a.m. in Yerevan right now. God, I was going to say, good morning. Yeah, I got about like five hours of sleep. So, I don't know. Sometimes hard getting some sleep here. This what do you usually get? What do you usually get a night? Um, when I first started this, I was getting like two to four. Then I got like five then my body like collapsed like like shut down like the past few days so i got like eight hours of sleep every time um you know like um one of like my team members like you know like the the classmates like passed away during like the you know the fight the war we'll just like take a day off and just like regroup and stuff so that's happened like twice so far and are you usually a decent sleeper when you're home yeah yeah it's it's, yeah. it's hard getting some sleep here a little bit different over there how are you feeling physically and mentally? Good, you know, it's draining, honestly, you know, not, not gonna lie, it's starting to like, you know, I feel it and stuff, but you know, um, uh, it's, it's easy to wake up and just keep on going, knowing the fact that, you know, you know, I'm helping, you know, the, the families of Artsakh and like the, and like the soldiers and stuff. So there's a, there's a lot of reasons why I get up in the morning and I go and I do what I do. I, there's not one specific reason why I do it. So help me out here, dude. You left Los Angeles to go to Armenia, Yerevan, the capital, to just get away and vacation? Exactly. Like COVID happened, work was slow, and I always wanted to go back to Armenia. I always love Armenia. So um, I bought my ticket a month before. I left on the 28th, landed on the 27th, and the whole fighting started on the 27th. So I had like a cool like whole day to think about, you know, if I wanted to like cancel my trip, but I knew. 
I knew. I, you said the I, war started the day after you landed? No, before the 27th it started. I left on the 28th. But you didn't really know exactly what you were getting into, right? I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Just because like, we've been kind of at each other's throats for a while. Mm-hmm. But I just knew like if I needed to be anywhere, I'll be here. And so was it ever like, were you ever thinking about going back? Or was there no hesitation of staying there and helping? What do you mean? Like, well, I mean, you, you, a lot of people could have easily just booked like the next flight out and came home, right? But you decided to stay and do some like serious humanitarian work. Was that ever a thought? Where you're like, okay, may, maybe I need to go home. Maybe it's not too, it's not safe grounds here, or was no. it? Yeah, no, no. chance. Hundred percent, no. you're in. Yeah, hundred percent chance that I'm here and what I'm doing. Yeah, like I could have easily, like you know, booked it. You know, especially like one of like the scariest things that kind of happened was like that Albovia and uh, the UAV thing, and like the next day I like you know put like the U.S. Embassy phone number in like my phone book. But um, I just like thought about it, like. They're not gonna really like attack Yerevan and stuff like that. That's like most. That's like shooting them in like, themselves in like the foot. That's really gonna bring like Russia into it and everything like that. So I kind of like thought about it, and everything's like over there in Artsakh and around the borders. But I mean, yeah, um, people were saying like I was kind of joking around that I'm gonna drive to like you know like Artsakh and like hand deliver all this stuff and like uh, that was like just kind of jokes and everything. But um, I found like my place of like, you know what I'm doing and stuff and like, you know, every day going shopping and like helping like the refugees and stuff. And uh, I think that's like the greatest thing that I could do to help out. So I- you found like a little group of kids and like a little family, like the first kind of the first day that you were there, right? Uh, it took me like a week to adjust with everything because uh, I was like jet lag. I was awake at nights, you know. Um, I walked around a little bit, like not really understanding how everything was going. So, you know, I just, I walked around and then I saw like, you know, this kid in front of sauce. I'm like, you know, I want to help out. You know, I want to donate. What do you guys need? They're like this. I'm like, all right, uh, I'm not from here. Like I'm not really familiar with everything. I just wonder if you guys just come with me. So we just like got like a shopping cart, you know, put like macaroni and like flour or whatever went up. And then I gave it to them and just hung out, had like a cigarette or two. And they're telling me how like, Families are like bunched up with each other, like up to like 20, just like living. And I'm like, and that kind of like broke my heart and like I felt sad, but you know, and then we like departed and then I walked around and then I saw other uh, kids like in front of sauce and stuff like that too. And I'm just starting to like realize what's going on. And then I'm like, I just, I need to do something more like, you know, so I wanted to raise more money. I posted that on your behalf that I'll raise money. And I just wanted to like, you know, get like, you know, a couple hundred bucks or like, you know, even like a thousand or two. But it's just like now I'm like at like almost like 17, probably 20,000, you know, from donations. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, every day, you know, like we we start gathering up at Sauce. Like they're my homies, you know. They're shy at first about like, you know, how much shopping I'm doing. They're like, no, I'm like, listen, like this is not my money. This is people that want to donate. Like we got to do it like you got to we got to do it right. So uh, we kind of found our place, like, you know, where, where we're doing our shopping and everything. So we don't really, we, we don't really, like, we just meet up at Sauce now. And, but now we're kind of using, like, my house as, like, you know, um, our distribution center. We have a few, uh, like, leftover of, like, boxes. And then that's, like, another backpack that's, like, leftover. So. Uh-huh. Are, so you, cool. are you saying, are you renting a place out there or are you in a hotel or what? 
I'm renting. I'm in a, I'm in the, the Kent throne right now. How old are these kids that you're hanging out with on a daily basis? Uh, 17 to 20 years old. Um, they're, they're all volunteers. Um, they go to school, they go to work. They, <laughs> one of them's like, one of them's like, he goes to school. He's like, uh, don't count me absent. I'm here, but I'm going to leave right now. And he came and like, he like, volunteered and stuff. Um, yeah, everybody knows everybody that's, you know, either in the war, you know, like a family member, a cousin, and these kids don't have like the training to go to like, you know, fight. So this is like the next best thing that they could do. How many times have you been to Armenia? This is my third time. Um, I came like every eight years. First time in like 2004 with Ms. Robion and then uh, 2012, I was here for like two and a half months in the summertime. So this is like my first time in the winter time. So, and I, I can't stand the cold. So that's why I'm always dressing warm 24 seven. Starting to get cold over there? For me, it is. I wear yeah. so I wear so much clothing. Everybody like, looks at me. I, I feel like a New Yorker, but I'm like, you know, raised in LA. So <laughs> layers of layers of layers of clothes. <laughs> so how long do you think you're gonna be out there for? If you have to take a guess. My first um, plan was to be here six to 12 months, but um, I think I'm here for, you know, closer to the 12 months range. But initially when you made that flight to Armenia, what was the plan? How long were you going to be there for? So, yeah, six to 12 months. Uh, get myself, I got myself a one-way because hmm. I didn't know. I thought, like, you know, like the first two months, you know, I'm here. Um, you know, I have some time to, like, you know, you know, go see, like, you know, Hayastan. And then once it gets cold, I'll, like, hibernate. And then um, once it starts uh, getting hot again, like, in, like, March and April, I'll start, you know, doing that again. So... Adaka, what's the current mood in Yerevan right now? It's down. I mean, like, it's, it's hard to smile. It's hard to laugh. But, you know, um, you got to do that once in a while for, like, your mental health. Um, I mean, every cab you, you know, sit into, you, they got, like, the radio on. It's all the, it's about the war. Everybody's talking about, like, you know, the, the current events that are happening around. Um, everybody's like donating. Everybody's like, you know, just going on with life too. You gotta understand, like Armenia is a really like, you know, it's a, it's a poor country, and um, they thrive on tourism. And COVID hit, so like we weren't able to like, you know, do like they weren't able to get the extra money from like tourism. So people still got to do like grind like every day too. So I mean, as much as they want to help and stuff, they still got to put food on their tables too. So life kind of goes on but in a very unpleasant way. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get away from it, man. I can't even imagine. I mean, it's it's like an all-out war. How in a if you took a car to the battlefield, let's say if you wanted to drive to Artsakh, like a 7-hour drive? Yeah, probably like yeah, 5 to 7-hour drive. Yeah, and the road conditions are like horrible. Um they there's there's striking the roads, so I haven't been that far. Though I actually rented a car and I drove to Gumri and I forgot how many kilometers it was, but it took me like a good two hours to get there. Um, I donated like 50 backpacks. I met up with the organization here. I'm going to give a shout out to this organization, actually. Yeah. Uh, it's called, um, if you guys want to follow them on Instagram, they're they're very organized. They're in Gumri. Um, they're called a freedom loving group. 
So I got linked up with them and I asked, I had like 50 backpacks, you know, ready to go full of like school goods. And they're like, yeah, we could have used that, use that. So I got, a, I rented a car and two of my boys came with me. We, we drove to Gumri, we met up with them and we saw some of like the harshest like living conditions that, you know, in, yeah. And, um, and like hearing like the stories cause they're like recording everything. So some of these family members, they're actually like speaking out on it. They're, the family from Stepanica was saying like on the 27th of September, we thought it was like an earthquake like seven in the morning, but they realized that they were being like shelled on. They're being fired on. So they had to go ahead and take cover. And then like two days later, they, they arranged like a car situation and whatever they had, like just clothes on their back. Cause they, you just got to pack back the van and leave. So they left everything behind. And then another family from like Hadru, the, the one that I posted on IG, the old man, he was like from like Gumri, like a village from there. He fought in like a 90s war. He loved it so much that he bought a house there right after. So he lived there for like 25 years. He's like, I'd rather take my grandson to battle with me than give up an inch of my land, which was like like very hard to like hear. And then another family from, um, I think, Jabrahi. I'm sorry. I, I'm starting to learn. I'm, it's weird because I already know like Artsakh. I already know like Stepanakev and Shushi. But now I have like so much more cities that I know, Martuni, Hadru, Jibrahi and stuff. Like I'm gonna start knowing like every single city in like yeah. Artsakh. And they're saying like at night they had to turn off the lights because they heard like the UAVs flying around. And if they turned on the lights, they were like a they were a target. So you could just imagine just like getting like hit and then just like Yeah. So it's it's a lot. Like, you you put up a pretty emotional video on your Instagram, I think yesterday. Um, where where was that? Is that was that that two hour ride that you took when you dropped off those backpacks? Was it the old man that yeah. was talking? Yeah, yeah, that was yesterday. Um, I was debating if I should have put that out there, um, but I just needed you guys to see that because that's things that we you guys don't. You got, we do hear sometimes, you know, here and there, but to put like a picture to it, I just wanted you guys to see that it's, this is like actually going on. And that's only one family. Yeah. You could just, just, you could, you could just Google how many people are in like Artsakh and just think about how many have relocated. They were in a room. How, how big would you say the room is? Like 12 by 10 feet? Eight by eight. Yeah. And, and there, it was... It was the They're, grandfather, the grandmother, then like four of their grandkids, right? Three, three of the kids, uh, three or four, and there was like a like a blanket splitting like the rooms, oh, and man. like the first room you walk into, like it was like a wooden door, but the I don't know if you guys saw like the other picture that I posted, there was like no roof, and Gumri snows, it's really cold, oh, so man. I didn't even want to see the other side of what was beyond that. I'm like. This is already too much. Like, uh, just just whoever could like you know bring people in. You know, mostly they stay with like relatives. But yeah, it's harsh living conditions. Did they displace themselves there, or were they there to begin with? Displace themselves. There. Yeah. So how? Where was their home from there? How far? Uh, they're from Hadrut. Is that near Hadrut? Artsakh. That that's a, yeah, that's an Artsakh. That's like southern Artsakh. That's kind of like. 
Um, I believe that's like more closer to the Azeri border and stuff. So they saw all the good soldiers are like one of like the most uh, strongest soldiers are from Hadrut. So. Are there a lot of displaced people or refugees that are going into Yerevan? Yeah, they're everywhere. They're not only in Yerevan, they're everywhere. Um, like today, I just, I was, um, I was in front of, I was in front of like this restaurant and they're like, uh, selling clothes for like donations. And then somebody just comes up to me and saying, oh, like, are you doing this? I'm like, no, I'm just standing here, but I do, I do participate in stuff like this. Like, you know, he's like, he's like, what do I do? And I explain it to him. And he's like, he's like, I'm like, I'm like, is there something that I can help you out with? He's like, yeah, I actually like displaced a couple, a lot of families in like the, the city of like Vedi. So He's like, if you could just buy the goods, I'll supply like the car. Because I told him I rented a car. He's like, you don't have to do that. I'll bring the van to him. So after I'm done with you guys, I'm probably going to just jump in the shower and meet up with my crew. We're going to go do some shopping, meet up with them, and then drive the goods to like Betty. And then uh, disperse it to like the families. Hmm. So it's just random how a lot of things happen. But everybody's like, you know, just working like 24-7 because they keep on coming. It's incredible. Left the right. Yeah. It's crazy the the no hesitation thing. You know what I mean? Even over here, man. Like people aren't hesitating. It's you know, usually you'll get you'll you'll have a bunch of donations and then they ask for receipts, right? Tax write-offs and this and that. People are they don't give a, you know, two shits about write-offs and you know, IRS and I, I need that money back because I want to, not none of that, man. This is like straight to a Venmo account, Venmo account to Armenia fund. I don't care. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't care. I just want to make sure it gets there. It's literally unbelievable, man. I don't know if you're aware, but Tiggy and I, this was all Tiggy, hundred percent of Tiggy. He, uh, he did a, We did a workout on Saturday and we raised like 12, $13,000, man. And that's going to get, nice. Yeah, that's going to get matched. It's like, it's incredible how people just step up. All we did was try to get the word out and work out, right? And we're trying to say, yeah. like, bring out positive energy as much as we can, trying to put a smile, trying to move around, trying to get the body in motion. But it's like, at the yeah. same time, we're trying to, we're relying on those who are giving. You know, we gave as much as we can, but it's it's still on the other yeah. side. Like, people don't hesitate, man. It's amazing. No. Yeah, to like uh, follow up with that, like I've gotten donations. I only ha- I only had like probably like four hundred fifty like followers. I think I had like six hundred today, and I think that the video that you're talking about that went viral has like six point four k views. So it's like I've been getting donations from around the world, like mm. people from England, fr- people from France, Argentina, like I like Russia. Like I don't have I don't know anybody from these places. Phew. Like I saw your video. Uh, I saw this and this, like, I want to help out. Can I donate? I'm like, yeah, of course you could donate. Like, was there like a specific thing that you want me to donate to? Like, uh, like people have asked me, like, you know, light a candle, you know, for our fallen soldiers. So I've done that, you know, I bought specific items and like donated it. Yeah. If there's something that I can't do or unable to do, I'm trying to find like organizations that like are specifically in, in like uh, specifying that. And then, so I could like you know redirect everybody because it's not only like you know I, I can't like I like like I don't want like my foundation doing everything or like you know thing because like we can't you know, we can't be everywhere all at once because all these families are everywhere in Hayastan. Yeah. So I just want to redirect everybody. I was gonna say so initially when you got there, I know you got like a couple thousand dollar donations right away, and that went to kind of just the food for the kids, right, and some families. Yeah, food, Is- uh, military stuff like that so if yeah. you if you get a random donation from somebody where does that money usually go to 
I'm going to start focusing more of my energy on the families of Artsakh now, um, unless there's a specific thing that they need for like the military or, you know, but I think uh, that's going to be more of like what, what my goal is to start doing to focusing on that. What were you doing back home as a profession? Well, I got my master's in public administration, worked for the city of Montebello for like two years. So I kind of know like nonprofits and government. And then um, I was a, uh, working for another individual for the processing permits to the buildings. And then um, I was working with uh, Twinfold Capital as a, you know, helping small businesses get loans. So you were working full time. Did, did COVID kind of change plans for you? Yeah, COVID hit, yeah, COVID hit us hard. So especially my industry, because you need like bank statements, like Mm -hmm. three clean months of like bank statements. So since people are not working and having money, in their bank accounts, they they're unable to get loans because. So that's so that's why I like. Let me just come to Armenia, you yeah. know, chill out, enjoy it. I love it until things like cool down. So but I guess God had a different plan for me. I was gonna say, man, if COVID never hit, you wouldn't be there right now, right? It's funny how things work out. Yeah, and you're the first person to smoke on my show, dude. So I appreciate that. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring it. I don't know. That's the first for everything, dude. I love it. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. I mean, I'm in Armenia, man. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> no, no. I like it. <laughs> Talking about I that. I thought this was like a Joe Rogan podcast. Like <laughs> no. <laughs> you can do it all, dude. There's no secondhand smoke, so we're good. <laughs> uh, I, love, I love it. <laughs> do you feel like you're home over there? Yeah, man, I don't want to come back. I'm like torn. Not like my heart's in um, uh, my heart's back at home, or like my family, and my friends. But my ho- my home's there, but my heart's here. If I if I yeah yeah. So I hear you, man. Is there like Tiggy's like? <laughs> what do you say? So I was like looking. I was looking at Tiggy's comments. Like I called it <laughs> <laughs> smoking on the show. <laughs> Uh, what about what about being homesick? You think you're gonna get homesick being over there? Probably not. There's just so much to do that I'm always busy. Yeah, mine's mine's going. Your mom called you sunshine. Yep, yep. It kind of embarrassed me there, but it's cool. I love my mom. It's a new nickname, man. Sunshine. Yeah, I like yep. it. I like it. Nobody uh, call me that when I get back, or else, <laughs> or else we're putting we're putting these up. All right. <laughs> what by the way what's rent there what is monthly rent living out there uh you could pay like somewhere between like three to like 600 bucks a month nice i got my place from like a family friend so they gave me like a really good deal so i'm like i'm in the heart i'm like you know a few blocks away from cost god so i'm in a really good kind of location i kind of like needed to be like like be in this type of like atmosphere just because i'm like alone yeah. And I needed to be around, like, you know, people and everything, you know. But we'll see. We'll see how long I stay here. Are you scared for your life at all throughout any of this? In the beginning, I was. In the beginning, I was a little bit. Uh, just because you don't know. But no, nah, not anymore. Not anymore. One of, like, the, one of, like, the coolest and, like, uh, scariest things I have saw the other day was when we were doing our shopping, I saw two SU-30s just flying in the sky. 
and I love military, you know, equipment. And I was like looking at it, I'm like, that's that's very beautiful, that's very cool, you know. But then I was like, I didn't pay for like a like it's cool when you like you know like go to like a military show and then like you know pay and like see it, but you don't want to see that uh-huh. in this type of state. So I felt like I felt protected in the skies with them around, but obviously I would have wanted in to see it in like other circumstances. Are you able to get the uh, like world news there, or is it just Armenia news? Uh, there's CNN, but uh, I think like the volume's messed up on it. But mm-hmm. I usually watch the Armenian channels so to help out with like you know my Armenian, and then there's like the Russian network too, but. Um, I can't, I can't, I don't understand Russian yet. How but, accurate is uh, that news though? Like what, what are they saying? There, there was a ceasefire supposedly in place, but then they of course abolished both. Right. And yeah. then, uh, so like how, like what are they saying? Where is this thing headed? Do they, do they talk about any of that stuff? Yeah. I mean, uh, like the news, like the news doesn't like talk about like, you know, I, or I don't understand maybe. Yeah. Um, but I feel like personally this, is gonna be lasting for several months you know i think it might be like a six month nice war that's that's just my honest opinion i mean they 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 they, they, they we agreed to a ceasefire twice and um they didn't obey you know so how, how do you trust them now on a third one it's very hard fool me once you know or whatever however that saying goes yeah. you know yeah yeah but you can't you can't trust them. I you know I don't trust them. Like even to do a ceasefire to like exchange like you know like soldiers like they don't even want to do that. I feel like they strategically wanted to do that ceasefire. So you know we kind of like take our you know foot off the gas and then like and then we were kind of exposed there. And I feel like we kind of got hit hard by them by doing that. So the second time I think we were very uh, like aware of like, we you know what was happening. Maybe that's why we tried to do like the ceasefire at like midnight. And then I don't know, but you yeah. guys. It's pretty obvious that they're an intent because they're throwing bombs at churches, hospitals, schools. It's a pretty obvious thing, right? Who you're dealing with. And yeah. unfortunately, Armenia is surrounded by this. So if they do come to an agreement it's like, how long is that going to really last? Like, I feel like this is a thing that's going to like last forever. Not in, not in terms of a war, but like, it's going to keep coming up, man, because you're surrounded by this. And it's like, how do you, you're locked. You got nowhere to go. It's crazy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, like, I don't, like what's the end, you know, what's the end result of the, all this happening? You know, there's even, even when it ends, like there's, Still, like a lot of hatred that's going to be there, so you don't know like what's going to happen with like the next generation, and then like the following. You know what I mean? I'm not a hateful person, but like, damn, like it's this war has brought like a lot of anger out of out of me. Um, I've said a few things that like I've never like you know like said out loud and stuff, but I don't know. Like I don't know if I if I regret it, but I just see like. You know, they skinned an Armenian alive. They beheaded us. You know, like, how do you, like, how do you not, you know, how passionate we are? You know, what type of people we are? You know, like, we're caring, you know? There's, like, the funny meme, like, the only time an Armenian would attack you if, like, you know, you pick up the bill, you know, that, that you know, it's like, the, it's like the, that's who we are. Like, you know, like, yeah. we, do, we, don't, we don't want war. We woke up to this. 
this was all premeditated. They didn't just like wake up one day and say, hey, let us bomb. They they gathered up the arms full of Turkey and stuff. They pre-planned this. And this is what we're doing. We're like scattered. So, but we're, but, you know, it's whatever. It's like almost three weeks into it, but we're kind of getting a lot more organized because they're way more organized than us. You know, they they knew what to do with like the cyber attacks. They're, you know, but we're, but we're catching on quick. We're, 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 we're definitely leveling the, leveling the playing field. I feel like, I feel like if Turkey is not involved, you know, hands down, we could, the mm-hmm. Aussies have no match with mm-hmm. us and they know that too. That's the thing about these guys is that, uh, you know, you go to a table and you you negotiate with a country, right? I've, I've never obviously negotiated. Yeah, it was like a 12 before. hour negotiation too. Like it wasn't like an hour long, like, you know, it was like a half a day. But, it, you know, it's they don't know about negotiating. Like, they're negotiating on a kill is power. It's like, we're going to bomb you. We're going to take your land. We're going to try to flatten you. What what choice does Armenia have? Like, you can't sit at a table with these guys and have a sensible conversation. You know what I'm saying? they Armenia has no other choice but to defend themselves. So what they're doing right now is what you're supposed to do because you don't have a choice. <laughs> you're, you have to fight. If you don't fight, you lose, period. So it's, you know, yeah. Ar- Armenia is a loving country, a love, like we, ha- we are so loving, like it's, it's yeah. rare that we go somewhere and don't have something in our hands, right? Because we love to give, like it's good luck if I go somewhere without anything, my mom <laughs> will like chop my ear off, you know? Right. So yeah. it's like, Seriously. that's who we are. Shout out to all the moms out there yeah. for like raising us right. That's Seriously. right. That's right. <laughs> right. So it's like, how do you. We, this isn't what we want to do. We don't want to fight. We no. this isn't us. This isn't what we want. We want love, right? And yeah, but this is who you're up against, man. It's insane. I mean, very strong words by the Aussie president. You know, like he said, I want all like the Armenians out of Artsakh. Hmm. And coming from a dictator, those type of words is like like you know, I don't know how long it's gonna last. That's why I, that's why I'm saying it's like going to be a long battle and. Uh, what's what's uh, Artsakh? Araik. Sorry if I messed up, but um, yeah, he's like this is we're not, it's not a war with like you know uh, the the civil the 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 population of like you know all there is. This is the government, you know. Like we don't want like we want to fight you guys. Like you know we want to take you guys out of battle because we we have no problem with them. But you know I feel like they're like kind of like brainwashed and everything like that. So. Yeah, and war they're is like war. A vi- they're a vi- they're they're a victim of their government. I feel like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and war is war. Like you mentioned earlier, like war is war. Armenians are gonna you know do their best to kill their soldiers because that's war. That's part of it. But when you kill and behead, that's a whole different story, man. And then you mock, and then you kill, and you st- and you keep shooting. That's a whole different story. And then you you call the family, and then they send the family pictures of like the beheadedness of like the son, and then like laughing and mocking yeah this is what we're dealing with yeah it's, it's real uneasy times here in the diaspora it's uneasy obviously more over there I, you know i was talking to friends uh, a couple days ago it's like you try to do as much as you can you know what you want to do is you want to go and fight you know that the chances of that happening are probably slim to none but it's like we donated our money we're putting our time in you're doing what you're doing and you still feel like it's not enough you know yeah it's hard but this is it this but this makes us feel better right i gotta tell you man what you're doing and what i love about what you're doing is that you don't care about the notoriety of this whole thing you can care less 
You're on my show smoking. You're on my show smoking a cigarette, dude. There's like, there's worse things that, that I I could give two like shits yeah. about like like you know like anything like like I the reason why I wake up in the mornings I'll tell you why I wake up in the morning and I have all the energy in like the world to do this I've only had like a couple hours of sleep I do this for like our soldiers I do for this for all the mothers that are going to be wearing black I do this for the refugees of Artsakh I do this for like my ancestors who passed away I do this for all the cities that we lost in uh in a genocide. I do this for all the Armenians who have come to Armenia who want to come back to Armenia. I'm doing this for all the Armenians that have never been to Armenia and want there to be in Armenia. This is why I grind in the morning. And me smoking a cigarette or drinking to like calm my nerves for me to do what I do, you know, that like I think that's okay. Because that's that's what the, that's that's what it is. Like I mean, I don't know what to say. Yeah, you you do you, bro. What you're doing, there there is no wrong with what you're doing, man. You've got uh you're you're doing it right. And it's cool because if you weren't doing it, guess what? NBC isn't talking about you and they're not spreading awareness. The business journal, you did an interview with them, they're not spreading the awareness. So you're doing things, you're impacting this whole thing, and you've got a lot to do with it. And it's you, man, you personally, you, nobody else but you. So you're you're inspiring me and you're inspiring millions around the world. You really are. Thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah. I mean, I'm just doing what I'm what I feel like is right cuz I wouldn't be able to like live with myself and like walk around and like, you know, like how can I how can I not do this? Yeah. Like how? Like tell me like, you know. And I, and you know me. I'm not I'm not like an out like, you know, like like an out kind of person. Yeah, I'm like I'm until I know you, you know, like I'm comfortable but for me to do like social media and stuff like that. Like I'm not that type of person, you know, how much of this stuff has gone on, but you don't want to talk about it or you can't talk about it. Probably like 50%. So there's stuff that you don't want to talk about because you're, you're worried about national security stuff. Yeah. My, yeah. It's national security stuff. Cause I've got an idea. I've got an idea. Yeah, that's yeah, that and that's why you know, like uh, I'm like alone, you know, like you know, when the, when I say bye to everybody, you know, just need my four walls and my thoughts and stuff. So you know, it's, it's kind of difficult not to talk to somebody. So, are you doing anything for your mental state? Yeah, I take a bunch of vitamins, <laughs> smoke cigarettes, and drink beer. <laughs> um, my mental health. Um. Yeah, a lot of people have been asking me, you know, like my mental health and, you know, I've been eating a lot more. So, yeah, there I wasn't eating there for a minute. But now now, now we munch a lot. Like the other day um, when we went on our trip and stuff, like we, we stopped by. I'm like, we're going on a road trip. We got to get like chips and stuff. So they're like just like munching in the car, like all like happy and everything. Yeah. I love it. I love I love it when my crew eats. You're not um, you're not enjoying life if you're not eating, man. That's just how life works. Yeah, like, yeah. And and there's a lot of good food in Armenia, trust yeah, me, man. Yeah. There's a lot of good food. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm fine. Mentally I'm fine. That's I'm okay. Thanks good. for asking. Good. I don't know. Well listen I've I have an idea. When you come back, I say we do like a one on one. We ran out a hall and people have to buy tickets to our one on one. And all that money goes to fund and rebuild Artsakh. Yeah, definitely. Right? Definitely. And that's then, already, that, yeah, that's, I already have like an idea of that. Yeah, definitely. 
definitely have to do some type of like you know like renting out a hall doing some like you know private auction or like you know donations or yeah. something like that because even even when this war st- like stops like these families are still like you know displaced you know like the, armenia is already a poor country you know we still got to rebuild Artsakh. it's a long journey ahead of us uh, even when the war stops so it's a lot to do and I want to be a part of it. You know, I want to come back, you know, home, you know, see everybody. But I feel like I want to come back and you know, help rebuild. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I've got a slogan in life, man. It's make a difference. And uh, you're doing that every single day, man. It's it's insane. You're you're selfless. Uh, you're you're not working, right? You're you're donating your time and your efforts and resources. And it's not an easy task, dude, what you're doing. So this is awesome. Yeah, I wanted to come, you know, just like, you know, I wanted to see if I could like, you know, actually um, see if I could like, you know, start something here, you know, you know, start like, you know, I don't know, import, export or like, you know, see what's happening. So, yeah, I wanted to walk around, you know, like, you know, like see like, you know, Hostan, you know, visit everything. And then like eventually I wanted to like, you know, see, you know, find my place and, you know, pursue a career. But right now, I'm just doing this right now. So, you know, when the time's right, you know, when the opportunity presents itself, I'll, 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 I would love to do that, honestly. Yeah. Be a big old party. Welcome home party. Yeah. What, yeah. Else, what else do you want to talk about? Anything else on your mind that you want to talk about? You want to bring up? Honestly, I don't know. Like, I go live, you know, um, almost like every night. And then I just like, keep people updated. So right now, I just kind of blank because early in the morning, probably need another second cup of coffee can we can i can i move this to the kitchen and make a cup of coffee and maybe i'll like to come up with something this is exactly what we want to see seriously take us to the kitchen and make some armenian coffee for us <laughs> okay but uh um, the light went out in my kitchen so it's gonna be a little dark that's okay <laughs> what, what? oh my god i know it's uh, fine that's good that works okay let's yeah. see how you make the coffee here now do you put do you put sugar okay. in your coffee you know, you know the funny part is I put sugar at home, but when I'm out and about, I drink a dar. So we call it what sugar in Armenia is normal, uh, and black means dar. So, huh? Why? Why do you think that is? is it, does it taste different there than it does here at home? The Armenian coffee? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, why do you need I'm sugar very, at I, home, but not no sugar over there? <laughs> No, no, that's just me. Okay. That's just me. I okay. don't know why I do that. <laughs> and I just and I realized that like uh, about like a week ago or something. Does it taste uh, any different there? The Armenian coffee compared? It's good. It's delicious. Better Whoever than here though, or? Of course. Yeah, huh? You get the authentic, authentic stuff. Of course, everything tastes better here. Yeah. Like everything's organic here. Everything's fresh. Yeah. Lovely for sure. Hey, they say the fruit and the water is amazing there, huh? Oh, my God. Yeah. You guys want to see my kitchen? I mean, yeah. what's in my fridge? Yeah, give us a tour, man. <laughs> give us a tour of the place. Give us a, This is like cribs. Uh, this is MTV cribs for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the time that warms up. So this is like my living room. Nice. So my laundry. Yes, I love it. You have to put it by a window so the light comes in. And then you got to put stuff on the floor so if it drips. And then here's the bathroom. Got the one bathroom, my vault door, and then uh, this is like my spare room where I put all my clothes. Sorry, it's messy. Dude, um, you got a big I place, don't... man. The place is huge. Yeah. 
And then this is my shower. This is my bed. Yeah, it's good. It's comforting, you know, after doing everything that I do, you know. Uh, this is why it's, like, my for my, my mental health, like, this place kind of, like, you know, helps me out with it. I have, like, different rooms to, like, hang out in. So it's cool. Do you have a balcony there or no? Oh, uh, I'll show you. I want to see the city. A, yeah, I'll show you right now. Um, it's not. It's not a walk. It's not a walking back balcony. It just it just opens up, and then. Okay. This so, is a first audio show too, right? Somebody making coffee. Dude, you you're doing a ton of firsts <laughs> right now, bro. <laughs> I got a crib. Have, wait, have you have you done have you done have you done a, have you done a, a um, podcast like this where you guys aren't together or, or yeah. you probably had since like COVID and everything. I have, right? I have, but it was like yeah. it was like way too professional. And this is how it's supposed to be right here. Oh, this is raw, baby. This is this is, <laughs> this this is, is why I'm this, this is why I love Armenia. I like I love it because it's like raw. Like, you know, like the roads aren't like, you know, paved. You know, the cars are not that fast. Like just like there's like a smell to the city. Yeah. You know, the, it's not pleasant though. And I love that. Yeah. I love that a lot. Rough so. rough living. I love it. Yeah, and Artsakh is like way more like that, so maybe that's why I love Artsakh a lot more. By the way, have you been to Artsakh prior to this visit? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been there uh, three times, uh, twice uh, in 2012. I would always like donate like soccer balls every time I would like, you know, go out, you know, like to kids, you know, I, I love kids. Um, you know, if they don't have like soccer balls or anything, you know, mm-hmm. I would love for them to like, you know, just like have something. So that's kind of what I kind of finding my place so if you go to like my uh instagram um you'll see a photo of me talking to a a papik an old man and like three kids on the bench and you'll see like one of like the the soccer balls or basketball that i gave him and he was like telling me that how he fought in like the 90s war he was like a tank commander and when like his like grandson gets old enough he's gonna give him like the medallion that he got for like fighting the war and uh, one of the things I wanted to do is recreate that photo. And that picture was taken um, in front of the Shushi church that got hit. Mm. Hey, it's Mike. If you're enjoying this episode so far with Adakel and I, please subscribe. Leave a comment, a rating on Apple Podcasts, and tell a friend or two. Let's get back to my conversation with Adakel. So, like, uh, I don't even know where these families are. I don't even know if they're alive, you know. And I wanted to go ahead and recreate that photo. Obviously, probably like, you know, the old man might, might have like passed away, but the kids were there. Yeah. But obviously, they're old enough right now to like fight. Jeez. So. How long ago was that? That was in 2012. And you got so, there by, by vehicle, a car, huh? It took you like six, seven hours to get there? Yeah, maybe even longer than that because um, it was like a big bus. Mm-hmm. Um, we went with like a, a big group. And the funny story is like, so there's always like little kids and stuff like, you know, like around and stuff. And they're like, oh, we're going to play some, we're going to play some soccer with you guys. And there was like only like 10 of us, like who, like all of us, all the kids. I'm like 40 against 10. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was like the ringleader, like the hustler and stuff. <laughs> and then um, he saw, what's his name? Ada Malakian and stuff uh, married to like um, uh, Tallinn. He's like, but he can't play. We're like, why? Because he's, he's, he's too big. Like, you know, he can't play. We're like, okay. <laughs> he's got a coach. Okay. He's got a coach. Yeah, he, yeah, he can't play. So, so, so now we have a man down, you know? So now it's 40 on nine. <laughs> so now they have an, an, another advantage. They're like, okay, so uh, we're going to put something on. Like, we're going to wager. We're like, okay. Like, 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 like you're from Arsenal. Like, awesome. what do you want to wager? Uh-huh. It's like um, the bus that you guys have. 
I'm like, but we don't own that. It's okay. <laughs> Call the guy. Tell them that these kids are going to play you guys soccer and we're going to put the bus on the line. <laughs> no way. And what were they going to give up? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Wow. But who says that? Dude, that's who awesome. Who says that? How old are these kids? Bro, like eight, oh, ten years old, man. like nothing, bro. <laughs> I wanted to get this kid and take him with me, bro. I yeah. would have been like, you know, multi-millionaire. For that sure. guy would have hustled for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> already got the business mind, man. At a young age, bro. born with it, <laughs> dude. Born with it. Oh man, that's it's not amazing. even ours. Call the guy. Say you're gonna like wager it. So if we lose, now we owe that guy. <laughs> For a soccer game. <laughs> so did you guys play? <laughs> you didn't play? No. Yeah, because like we were like uh, we were like busy and everything. Uh, we were like sightseeing, so we were like on the schedules. But the kids were awesome. Like we came back at night, and then they were like, "Oh, you guys came back." We're like, "Yeah." It's like, "Oh, like let's hang out and stuff." We're like, "Oh, we can't." It's like you know, one of like somebody's birthday. And then he goes like, okay, call her out. Like, let me tell her like happy birthday. And (laughs) the person that was there, he was was from like Hayasan. He's a Devatsi. And like his mouth like opened up like, who who is this kid right now? (laughs) Like, like, and then like the wife comes out and he like gives like a nice like one two minute speech on and like the wife is like amazed. Like, like who who is this kid? Like, I love it, (laughs) man. That's why like. How do you not bring him back? How do you not bring him back? Oh, that guy's a ruler, man. Oh. Dude. Yeah, man. Awesome. Show me show me some of uh the outside, can you? I want to see some of the city. Wow. So this is my balcony over there through the trees. That's the Armenian antenna TV tower. A new building there. And you have a my highest on there uh this is called like zaza land it's like a and poplavak park so there's like a lake over there but it's, there's a water in there and then this is like kind of like a kitty like amusement park and stuff so mm. yeah there's a there's like a lot of noise so it's cool like it makes me like you know feel like there's like people around and everything like that yeah man looks like a lot of nature usually if if it weren't right now is that usually like a lively area yeah, it'll get lively in like a few hours. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's still a little early right now. And what's the whole uh, COVID situation out there? Uh, people wear masks. Yeah. People wear masks. I, I was very surprised. You know, like a lot of people, the majority of people wear masks. Apparently, it's a fine if you don't wear a mask. Mm. But if you're smoking, it's okay not to have a mask on. There you go, dude. <laughs> There's your so out, go man. Big, go <laughs> There you go, go man. Go, go figure. No, I, no, I have my mask on a lot. I put it like underneath my beard because I walk around a ton. Like I'm like probably like I need to find somebody for um to put an extra notch on my belt. And people are very friendly. Like my Armenian has like been opening up. You know, I've been here for three weeks. Like you know, I'm like I could talk on the phone like no problem. You know, um. But at first when I got here, like I I need like soap and stuff. And then like I was like kind of hesitant. So asking like a weird way but they already know that i'm not from here the way i dress and everything like that mm-hmm. but people are generally cool so um i had like a dinner with a, a couple of buddies and stuff and i'm like oh i need like a belt place i can just go downstairs and like you know 
and you address like older people like Hopar. I say, hey, Hopar, like, uh, like go the Ura, and like they'd be like, oh, good night, I'm like, love Marta, you know, Kani Kalamar, like, boom, and that's it. Like, I just have to go ahead and do that. You just gotta, you just gotta talk. Everybody talks because, like, especially when you go out to like the villages, like, you really don't know where you're going, so you just go to like one like main area and then you tell them like you know where where this is and like he'll tell you like you know go straight go left and then you go there and then if you lost again you ask another person so everybody like gives everybody directions so it's cool very awesome what about all the tourist spots they're just they've been dead because of covid right they probably got hammered yeah yeah it's uh like what do you mean like tourist spots like in, in the Yerevan? like yeah like, what do you mean? yeah aren't there like like really nice shops there now that they've built yeah, there's there, yeah, there's there's some really nice places. That's yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, it's dead in that sense. Like it's kind of slowing down, but I mean, that's why that, that that's why I like uh, kind of doing like what I do is in a way I get to still see kind of like Hayastan. Um, if I'm like kind of like freelancing and like going to different like areas and helping them out, I'm not helping out like one area with a certain amount. So I'm like, I did all my help over here that I can. Next day, let me go over there because. I don't want really like staying in like Yerevan too much. Uh, when I come, when I've always came here, I like going to like the villages. Those are like the most like friendliest people. When I when, when we went to Gumri, the first place we went to, they had a they had a, like a a shed that they're like making like lavash, and they made like the best lavash in the world. It was like warm. They're like, can you, so they gave it to the freedom youth, and she's like, oh, this is what they gave us. Like, you guys want to try a piece? Oh my god, like the best lava. Like, I would drive two hours. Hours just to do Khorvats with that lavash. Wow. Right now, I swear to God. Wow. Like, yeah. You got you, the food out here is dank. <clears throat> Everybody's on the edge of their seat right now because the over under, I think, is two and a half cigarettes. And I think you're in two. And I think the third one is in your right hand. And there it is. That's number three. So, uh, wait, he took it out. He hasn't, it, it, he hasn't lit it. He hasn't lit it yet. Wait, I think it went up four and a half. Is it two and a half? Oh, I have to. I'm a lighter. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's going to be official. So there you go. There's there's a lot of people just won a lot of bets right now. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Whoever won, make sure that they're saying it's four. Make sure that you Venmo Anakal your winnings. Where can they Venmo you, by Wait the way? <laughs> you can Instagram me. Do me a private message and I'll, and I'll do that. Um, I don't like uh, saying that out loud. But... um. With all the hackers and everything like that, yeah. you know, uh, I'm just kind of still scared. So I just try to take like my, my steps to like do like my checks and balances and stuff like that. So add me, you know, um, I'll, I'll I'll accept your invite and then um, do a private message if you want to for like a specific uh, purpose. Um, yeah, my IG is Arakel zero two four. So that's A R A K E L zero two four. Did you guys really have a bet like before we started the podcast that how many cigarettes I have? Because like I like I do smoke a lot on myself. No, is this true? Because like people so. have called me out, and I'm like I don't. I, and I don't smoke. I don't smoke this much back at home. I probably like, I, I, I smoke a lot here because these are like really light and everything. So listen, bro. All that matters is it's going back to uh, Armenia, the, the funds, and it's gonna go right back to you, so you can support the people over there, man. That's all that matters. It's all for a good cause. So so keep it coming, man. I can't believe you guys did that, man, bro. I'm <laughs> dying right now. <laughs> yeah, whoever won, at least you got you got to send me half of it, bro. Agree. Like, <laughs> Agree. Yeah, how are you keeping up with the Cowboys? I don't watch sports. Yeah, yeah I, I, yeah, I'm done with sports. I could care two shits about it. Yeah. Um, I did 
I did yesterday, um, or like the night before, um, I did like wake up in the middle of the night and I couldn't go back to sleep. So, and then I'm like, okay, I just went on ESPN. Yeah, I just listened to like a, like two two or three innings of like Dodgers when Kiki. I think I turned it off right when Kiki Hernandez like hit like that home run in like the sixth or seventh. And then and then I woke up and I went on my Instagram and then uh, I saw that we won. Yeah, that was good. And I'm a big night. Dodger guy. Yeah, that was that was nice last night. They're gonna cut me off in thirty seconds. Do you want to keep going, or do you got to go? Yeah. No, I could go. Okay. I'm going to end this and come back. So whoever wants to come back and listen to us, can you I, can. I, I, I can smoke more, right? Well, they're going to place another bet on our next live. So we'll see. Oh, what are they? We'll see okay. the over-under on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to end this. We're going to come right back. For sure. <laughs> yeah, I gave you guys some time so you guys can figure out like, the over-under. <laughs> I got a couple smokes to me. <laughs> 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 so we got that we got the over under i can't discuss the over under with you but uh we will tell you when when it gets hit so we're not gonna we're not gonna go there yet i'll let you know when it when it does get hit how often do you talk to I your mean, mom I, back I home by I, the way oh every day yeah um every day there was like a time when i first started i didn't talk to her for like a day or two and then her, her and my, uh, my dad got like you know kind of like anxiety and stuff so they told me about it, so after that, I'm like, whatever I'm doing, wherever I'm at, got to pick up that phone call. Yeah. So, how are you communicating yeah, so, with her through an app? I got an Armenian phone number. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I got an Armenian phone number, um, or like Viber, WhatsApp, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with like you know, I was tell- I was like telling you like I got like all like these like private donations from like a bunch of people around the world, and I actually went like liable with some of them. And then I had a girl that was like born in '92 and like Sunjati. So I was bust this messed that name up. But it's like right next to Baku. It's like the northern like city of like you know Baku, mm-hmm. and it's like the industrial city. And she was saying how like you know they started like you know harassing all the Armenians and they had to leave and stuff. And right when she said that, I I thought about like this documentary that I watched, which is like a joint documentary of Azerbaijan and Armenian. Um, it's called like parts. Uh, let me see what it's called. It's a. It's about just like the history of like the conflict. It it, it tells it. It's like very in depth because like we were very young, so it talks about all like the politics and everything about it. Mm-hmm. So it's called Parts of a Circle. Um, it's like about like yeah, seventy five minutes long. <clears throat> With like Russia and how it started, you know, mm-hmm. like the uprising and like you know how both sides like reacted and everything like that. So it's very good. It's very in, in detail. So when she told me that, um, that that's the first thing that came to my mind, and like I know what you're, I know what you're talking about. Another girl I went on, her name was like her name is Lilith from uh, uh, from uh, England. So I it was almost like a podcast because I'm like, who are you? Like, how'd you find my information? And then she's, I'm like, tell me your background story. And then she's like saying, yeah, I was born in Yerevan, and then like you know we left, and then we finally got to England. And then I'm like, how do you guys like how many Armenians are there? You know, she's saying like. Cause like we're all going to like we're going to the protest like 900 of us and like how many Armenians are there like it's like 1100 so I'm like okay that's like like pretty much like 90 percent and stuff and then I'm like how do you guys like organize it so you know like and she was saying like how like BBC sucks over there hmm. they don't they don't like you know it's not only America that the news outlet um, doesn't like talk about it it's like around the world too mm-hmm. so everybody's like you know trying to get the message across but yeah it's hard it's hard. That's why that's why I do this. That's why every day I go on 
you know, split off, split my time, like half the day, you know, go doing purchasing, coming at night, telling you guys, you know, how it is, what's actually going on because the information really sucks back at home. So, yeah, so I don't, I don't do it for like the clout. I don't do it for the fame. I do it for, you know, the cause. So that's, that's what I was saying earlier. Like before I actually was getting on like 15 minutes prior, I thought to myself, cause you're just a real guy, you know, what you see is what you get with you. And none of this has to do with you trying to like help your social media or you become famous I, or like you can give two. Shit I don't want to be famous. Like now, <laughs> now, now I, now I feel like if I come back to Montebo, I can't even hide my face to go to the grocery store, yeah, bro. Yeah. Like I got to be on point, you know, like, well, so. <laughs> take, take all that as a compliment. You know what I mean? That's yeah. nothing less than that, man. It's, it's people sure. just saying thank you and, it's a selfless yeah. act, dude. You're doing something that a lot of people aren't able to do, wouldn't do, would never even think about doing. So you're doing it without any hesitation. I just feel like I'm doing what I like what is right. So like I don't even think like twice of like, you know, sometimes I keep like you know, I keep uncensored and stuff like my words, but obviously I apologize. But you know, just everything that I, I see it, like I feel it. I'm just trying to express it. Yeah. You know, so sometimes when I cuss and I not I don't try to, but just sometimes it just happens. Yeah, so, it's a natural I, thing, man. I, I hear you. Well, good man. I, by the way, your days like during the week. Do you know what you're doing on like m- Monday through Sunday, or is nah, it? I don't even I don't even know what days it is. Yeah, like I don't even know. Like you know, like Friday, Tuesday, it's all the same to me. Mm-hmm. It's just like I don't even know what's what's gonna happen tomorrow. Well, tomorrow I have it planned out too. So. Um, I have like a two day thing going on right now, but usually everything is like, you know, we wake up and we, you know, we try to plan for the next day. So we have something that we know we can go off of, but everything is like a day to day basis because these families are always coming in. They're always being displaced. The soldiers need like, you know, equipment. So just whatever, whatever needs to be done is what I do. So that's, that's a grind. It's kind of like, you know, I don't have like a set schedule. Of like you know what I do or where I'm gonna be placed at or what I'm gonna be purchasing, so it just like everything's like day to day. You donated those backpacks and notebooks and pencils and all that stuff. Like, what was the reaction with the kids when you dropped all that stuff off? Very good, very positive. Um, You know, they all gathered up. You know, I told them I'm like, you know, I just landed from Los Angeles. You know, like um, I've only been here for a couple weeks. You know. I we we we, I, we feel your pain around the world. Like, we, we, you don't even know like how much like you know we're a loss of words and how much we're hurting for you guys right now. You know we can't even imagine like you know you know not having you know, clothes on our back or like you know or like you know money in our pocket or even like you know or even having like a home to go back to. So you know so I try to like normalize it as much as possible. You know um, of how. If they were back home, like how they would do like everyday life and stuff. And that's what you have to do for like the mental health too. Cause like their fathers, their, you know, husbands are, you know, at battle right now. So you got to give a little bit of like, you know, normality. Yeah. I mean, uh, gave it, gave the backpack. And then one of the, one of the moms was like, you know, my kids want to take a photo of me. And that's the one of the pictures that NBC posted. And then I'm like, what else do you need? Like, you know, I'm here. Like, mm-hmm. what do you need? Is there something else you need? It's like my, my, uh, like, uh, my kids don't have any, like, you know, shoes. I'm like, hot shoes, you know? Like, like, she's like, yeah, I'm like, more choppa, so we got, like, the sizes. And then, like, she turned around, and, like, Artak women, like, don't cry. Mm. Like, they're strong. Like, they're they're strong. Armenian women are strong. 
why all the men are always strong. You know, we're strong people because we come from strong parents. But she like turned around, like, you know, did this, but like didn't cry and, you know, got it the next day. Just an example. So when people donate their money, they know where it goes and how far it goes. Like a pair of shoes, what do they cost? I don't know, like ten, like five thousand, ten thousand. Um, I gave that to uh, the person, and he actually bought it. So the backpacks that I buy are about like, like you know, like somewhere like around like ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it matter. Like I don't know. I don't know if that's a good deal. I think that's a good deal. Like mm-hmm. ten bucks, you know. Like, I don't know. And what about how much backpack? What about the shoes? Like, like as U.S. dollars. How much I'll find goes? that out today. Yeah. yeah, I'll find out today. Um, the numbers are always like bouncing out of my head and stuff like that. So, but uh, in the beginning, it was really hard because we didn't know where we we're going. Now we're like we're done. Now we're on it. Like now we're like you know sometimes we got call like you guys got the goods. Like save it and they and they'll save it if you tell them like we're we're coming. But like they'll save it. So we we know where to go. That's why our, kind of our days are getting a little shorter and stuff. Yeah. But it's still like now we're hearing like like now we're seeing like more like. Now you're seeing more and more and more. So that kind of task kind of got like lessened, but like there's more on the other, on the back end, you know? So there's less wasted like, time. You know, you know exactly what look, to do now. Yeah. Yeah, but there's just so much to do. That's mm. the problem. There's just so much. There's so many people like, like you could get them a food, like, you know, for like, you know, a week or a month and stuff, but then like, you got to go back to them again. Like, mm. you know, like it's a grind, it's a grind. So that's so that's what drives me every day. You know, like, I, I can't. I can't even imagine if I didn't have any money in my pocket or like a roof over my head or like my yeah. dad, you know, fighting. And you know, sometimes like, you know, you could only like speak to them for like you know limited times or whatever. When not like just think about the mental health of their, their them. You know, I'm fine. My home, my mental health is normal compared to them. Yeah, I think. So, yeah. Like, imagine these kids. Like they've already seen like probably like two three battles, and they're like only like five years old. You know, like yeah. that's all they know. Like you can't like have be, like being a kid and like saying like battles and warfare is normal. That's not cool. Like you gotta like going to school, playing like soccer with your friends and stuff like that. That's normal, not warfare. That's not normal. That video, man. When yeah. when the grandfather said, "I'd rather take me and my." grandson grandson was what eight years old nine years old if that then i'd rather go there and fight than give up our land it's like man that's that video you put up was pretty emotional man that was a good video seeing it like in action as to what is really happening and how they're living and all that stuff that's yeah i was debating if i wanted to put that one like i'm still like thinking but um i got approval of the foundation that it's cool mm. i didn't know if it was like anything like because i didn't kind of watch it over before i posted it i didn't think i didn't know if there was anything uh, uh, that was jeopardizing like national security and stuff like that but i don't think so if you guys if you guys see if there's anything that jeopardizing i'll quickly take it down is Yedevon kind of like business as usual right now or yeah yeah. You, yeah. Like, would you know what's happening? If I went there, I've never been. So if I went there for the first time, would I get this? Would I be getting the same experience right now or no? Yeah, yeah? for sure. Mm. If you sit in a cab, talk to somebody. Just, if you just talk to somebody about like what's happening, they'll, they'll tell you. You'll see it on the streets. You'll see it on the streets. Like the, you saw like the other the videos, the real, um, I think it's like the real one. Or I, the, um, uh, like, you know, Vice? Let me just walk. No, no, I mean, just like walking on the streets and oh. like you see them like gathering like the clothes and stuff like that. So you see that. 
yeah, you see that. If you feel it, you know, how do you walk past it and not contribute? That's why I post it, you know. Like, I don't do it for me. I just, like, I mean, I keep it real. That's all I, you know. Keep doing it. Possible. Keep doing it because it's helping getting the word out. Uh, that's number two, I think, cigarette. By the way, any that is all everybody who's joined <laughs> us now late, uh, we this is part two of our live. Part one is now on my page. It was very entertaining. <laughs> it was emotional. It was a great conversation, man. The first thirty minutes was kind of serious, and I like we we kind of got away from we, that. We so, opened uh, up. I need, yeah, I, I need to like you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it feels like a. Yeah, it feels good. This is my first podcast. I've never done this before. So. And by the way, um, this this will all be edited, and it'll be edited down to an audio version on Spotify and Apple. So it'll be like cleaned up, cleaned up version of it. Um, but th- this I enjoy because this is like raw, unedited. Like people, <laughs> it really, especially with you, people really like enjoy this stuff. You know, like seeing like. Are you gonna edit the cigarettes? You got to keep the cigarettes in there, man. <laughs> One hundred percent. The cigarettes are staying. One hundred percent. Maybe edit like one or two cigarettes. You know, not like all of them. Cigarettes are going nowhere. I think man. I'm on number five. <laughs> <laughs> I should, love it. We man. should do this more often. Seriously, we should do like uh, even if they're short, they don't have to be this long. Like just to get yeah. an update, like every two weeks or something. You know, we'll jump on here and just get like an update. So what's happening? 100%. I'm down. I'm totally down. Yeah. I feel like uh, doing this, more people are watching and like the, you know, so more of the messages gets across. Uh, Yeah, for sure. I really really enjoy talking to you. Like, Thanks, man. Everything. Likewise. I think Tiggy's got a question. What's the biggest need for refugees besides food? I don't know. Like clothes, radiators, you know, like washing machines sometimes. I mean... Like you could only give them so much clothing and like they're like out there still. So I don't know, like generators, maybe. I don't know. So it's, it's tough. I mean, those things like, you know, I don't know how you guys are going to be able to like, you know, bring like deliver that because I don't know Turkey is blocking that hundred ton thing still. Right. Aid that we, yeah, you guys sent yeah. from LA, from yeah. the US. I don't think so. I think it finally landed. I think there was some breaking news that said they finally got goods there. I'm not sure, but I was like talking to another person and, you know, like x-ray machines, they're like working on like kind of refurbished stuff. So I know those cost a lot of money, but yeah, just like think about it. You know, there's like, you know, a lot of infrastructure type stuff or like medical equipment. Ah, it's tough. It did did get there, by the way, 42 tons of goods today. Man, that's amazing. How did you meet your group? Like this initial group, how did you meet them? So one time, um, you know, um, I bought some, I bought like, I think I, I think I bought like beers from like sauce and stuff. And like, I put like, and I left like a thousand dirham because I was putting like, the, I was putting like the the beers in like sauce, my backpack. Sauce is like a 7-Eleven? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So I, like, I left like a thousand dirham just there. And like, you know, I walked away, like, you know, good, like, you know, 50 feet. And this kid just like ran me down and said like, you know, here's a thousand dirham. I'm like. Even with like, you know, like, you know, everything that's going on, you know, they're, they're poor living conditions, everything. I'm like, this kid just gave me my money back, you know, like they, they're like honest people. So I'm like, I, I knew I knew I could trust these kids, you know, like I, I so I went back there and, you know, I and then and then I just linked up with them. And ever since then, like we're like boys, like, you know, they're my boys, you know, like 
we go out, you know, we do all everything together. You know, we got some inside jokes. How's yeah, their How's cool. their English? Are they just purely Armenian, or do they speak English? <clears throat> there's one. There's one that knows English very well, so he's kind of like uh, or something that's you know that I can't that I don't understand. So he like translates it. Perfect. But but um, I'm catching on the Armenian pretty well, so it's good. They are uh, 17 to 20, Lana. So yeah. Yeah. And like the seventeen looks older than me. Yeah, like they're 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 like, dude, you're thirty four. Like, what's the secret? I'm like, yeah. I have no idea. Smoking cigarettes and drinking beer and taking <laughs> selfie dances—that's the secret. <laughs> uh, you know what you're doing, man. Uh, I, I I don't. I'm just everything's on the fly. So. Yeah. it's not but a bad I way to live. It's, it's, yeah, it's cool. You know, I mean, I think I'm doing a good job. Like with like you know. Uh, who I'm helping and how I'm doing it. So I'm just like, you know, if ever I, you know, choose to stay here and, you know, start my own, you know, nonprofit or, you know, something or like, you know, join forces with another one. Um, at least I have an insight about like all the organizations that I, you know, like visited and like helped out so I could like pick and choose, you know, you know, what will work and what, what doesn't. So yeah. generally everybody kind of like does like the same thing. So, um, Yeah. Bradley says, uh, what, what type of items are needed? But you said, you know, food, clothing, generators, generators, a great idea, man, especially with it being cold, you, right? Coming, you know, cause they, they don't have like, you know, some of them don't even have electricity, you know? So, so you, every time I see, and I see like, they're like living conditions, like, you know, it's just like, it's a like kind of camping, you know, like, you know, I don't know, like you just like start seeing stuff and it just comes to you. So. Yeah, it just comes to me on the fly, too. Tracy's got a question. Uh, How far are you from Artach when you deliver the goods? I'm far. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm far. I, I don't hear anything. I'm in Yerevan. So so if you go on, like, a map, um, you'll see Yerevan, and then you'll see Artach. And they take the road through, like, Kapan and Gori, so it's a long route. A couple of weeks ago, I think, on your TV, it was showing, like, a siren, like an icon for sirens, right? And nothing yeah. else was being shown on TV. That's that's the Archok channel over here. So let me see. I, okay, good. It's not on. So yeah, that that happens. I've seen that a few times. I mean, they're just uh, you know air raid sirens that are going on. So you know what's happening. It's like mm-hmm. and they last for like you know like ten twenty minutes. You know, it's different times now, right? In nineteen fifteen, it was different. There were people here sending stuff there uh, to help out the cause. There wasn't a giant, like a social media giant that was able to find people or uh, let people be aware of as to what's happening now. They're trying to make it the second, part two of the genocide, right? 2.0. Yeah, yeah. So this is our part now. Like this social media giant now is like, this is our way of getting the word out and doing things. This is our time now. Like this is what we have to do. It's like our grandparents, like, you know, there's, there's, there's like stories, you know, but not too many stories. You know, a lot of people try to like, you know, they don't want to like, you know, like pass it on, you know, it's like negative, like, you know, stories and stuff. So, I mean, this is just like, I would want to hear it, you know, more, you know, have more stories, more things documented because I feel like it's important to be written in history and stuff. And I feel like we're living in history right now. So, mm-hmm. so like, when, you know, my grandfather survived. He was he was a young boy. He had siblings and he had his parents and everybody just fled. 
And they said, just separate because if we're together, we're all probably going to die together. So he survived and uh, he um, he never saw his siblings or his parents again. So um, I'm actually going to have my mom on the show do an episode with her kind of explaining you know how she was born in germany at a displaced camp and then i want to have my sisters on too to kind of because i was younger then so my sisters i never knew this but every time they would see him it would be nothing but stories about what happened and how it went down and my sisters were young they didn't know what was happening they were eight nine years old they're like this guy's crazy. He keeps talking about these wars and he survived. What is he talking about? And then yeah. when it was my time to understand what was happening, he didn't go there as much because he kind of got it out. It's the PTSD, right? That's going to be fun, man. I'm looking forward. It's going to be extremely emotional, but it's got to be said and I want it to be out there. I want people to hear it. Tough, man. I'm really proud of you, bro. I really am. I, I knew the kind of person you were prior to this, but uh, to go to this extreme and do what you're doing is is really cool man so you you do what's right because i'm i'm confident in you that whatever you're going to do and whatever decision you make it's the right one thank you 100 thank you there's never a time i'm going to think about like wait he's not he's not making the right move now you know what you're doing you continue to do it and if you feel like you need to come home you come home but if you feel like you still need to do work out there you you do what you do Thank you. Yeah, man. Appreciate that. Always. Appreciate that. I love that. Thank you. There's a lot of love here for you. There's a lot of love here for everybody over there, man. There's people from here fleeing. They're, they left their family. They're fighting. There's, you know, there's all kinds of those stories. There's doctors leaving their families and saving people's lives and, and limbs and, and et cetera. So it's incredible how people just put things aside and just, and just do it. It's it's incredible to me. It's it's just crazy. It's like sad to say. It's like second nature yep. type thing. Like like the war started. All right, like we gotta open up our doors. Like not not even a question asked. Yep. Like like you you're in a position to like you know help these families out. Like space and like not even a question asked. It's it's no hesitation. That how it's it's how yeah. Like it's like that. Like second nature should be something else, not this. You know what I mean? Yeah like but it is what it is there's it's like this isn't something we can control right now you know it's about getting the word out and hopefully it's enough to stop this thing and and hopefully it creates peace all right man i'm gonna let you go thanks so much for your time bro and thanks so much thank you thank you for having it's my pleasure yeah thanks for having me on thanks for helping me like spread the word and everything like that thank you appreciate it of course and we're gonna keep doing this as as long as you're there, we're gonna let's let's do some more episodes so everybody's kind of up to date as to what's happening with you. Again, they don't have to be long, just short short episodes, kind of updates as to what's happening there and and with you personally. And then I can't wait for that big party when you come home. Me too, man. It's gonna be a good party. Yeah, it's be a good party. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be for a good cause. Absolutely, raise some more money to uh, this time uh, rebuild rebuild the area. God bless you, brother. Love you, man. Everybody loves you. You're doing thank uh, you. You're doing special things. You're doing God's you work. Bond. You're doing God's work, man. This is good. This yeah. is good. I needed this. This is good for like my mental health right good. now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, that thank means you. we'll keep doing it then, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Of we'll course. keep doing it. If you feel it in your heart that you'd like to donate to a nation in desperate need right now, you can go to ArmeniaFund.org. 
or you can even donate direct to Adakel through his Venmo. That's Adakel024, A-R-A-K-E-L-024. That goes direct to those in need. Uh, and in the subject line uh, uh, through Venmo, uh, you can tell them exactly where you'd like those funds to go. Clothes, shoes, food. Right now in that region, it's going to start to get a little bit chilly and cold. So uh, you can decide what you'd like your uh, your money to go towards. You know, I think about the work he's putting in. And one of the many things that I think of is when you have a goal and you feel like quitting, remember why you started it. In this scenario, Adakel could have easily taken the next flight out by saying, I'm out. Instead, he's not necessarily enjoying his one-way trip vacation. He's putting in work with those who need it so desperately. And that goes for you. This is something you should learn. We should all learn. We have goals. And most of the time, we start them. And a lot of us don't finish them. But you're starting your goal because you want that end goal. And what is that end goal? And why did you start it? So remember why you started that end goal before you quit. As I was talking about in episode 36 with another friend uh, about the history of Armenia and the conflicts that have been going on in that region for over 100 years now, my grandfather was a survivor. Uh, him and his family... Uh, knew it was coming, and as it was coming, he was a he was a boy, he was a little boy, and uh, his parents told him and his siblings to flee, uh, because at that point they can't be together because they'd all you know, most likely die together, and so he survived. He never saw his siblings again or his parents, but this is what's happening today, 2020, 105 years later, this is still happening. Azerbaijan and the Turks are not afraid or shy to share their opinions as to what's happening. A lot of them, you know, via social media, have gone on uh, have gone on live Instagram accounts, letting everybody know how much they hate the Christian land, Armenia. Uh, letting people know, you know, with direct messages about how they want to uh, rape women, kill them, behead them, and they love what's happening right now. There's real sickening people in the world. And in that region, the Armenians are surrounded by this. So I'm not sure what how, what the end looks like. When is the end? Is there's ever going to be an end? So it's real trying times. What else can we do besides thankfully have guys like Adakel and others who have put their time in, who have traveled across the world to go donate their time and efforts to help that region and these poor, innocent people living there. And all we can do over here is make sure we get the word out, spread the word, and awareness. And financially, if we can help a little bit, let's do it. Let's do the best that we can. A dollar, five dollars, fifty bucks, a thousand, you know, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's all we can do right now. I am Mike Gabriel. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This is Mike Up Pod. Until next time, folks. No wasted days. Let's go.